From the Financial Times in London, I'm Patrick Jenkins, the FT's financial editor, and this is FT News. Brussels is to demand that US banks wanting to operate in Europe set up local holding companies. The latest evidence of a fracturing relationship between the US and EU in financial affairs and the latest sign also of a breakdown in the global consensus towards banking regulation. With me to discuss this are Martin Arnold, our banking editor, and Caroline Binham, our financial regulation correspondent. We also have an interview with Andrea Enria, head of the European Banking Authority. Martin, the whole homogeneity of global banking rules has been thrown into question by a series of events. The latest one is a rather unexpected intervention by Brussels to demand of US banks that they set up the same type of holding company structures in Europe that the US is demanding of foreign banks there. Yeah, so there's a whole raft of announcements coming out of Brussels this week. Essentially, they are updates to the Capital Requirements Directive and also the bank resolution rules. And the key new thing in there is a proposal to introduce something very similar to a rule that already exists in the US to force foreign banks with large operations in Europe to set up holding companies for those operations with their own allocated capital and presumably an independent board of directors. And that's something that the US introduced a couple of years ago and it raised hackles at the time in Europe. So this is very much seen as a tit-for-tat response by Europe. And it could, of course, hit UK banks as well because in just over a couple of years, it's quite likely we'll be out of the EU and therefore UK banks with large operations in the bloc will be considered foreign banks and therefore may have to set up their own holding companies. So they would have trapped capital potentially in the EU post-Brexit as well as potentially in the UK if they've got operations here. Yeah, in theory, this shouldn't matter too much because regulators should consider the capital that banks have raised in aggregate rather than looking at sliced up parts of the bank. And if they consider overall, the number should be in line with the requirements. However, what banks worry about is if you force them to allocate capital to geographical parts of their businesses, each regulator in those regions will require a top up and add on an extra buffer. And it will lead to inefficiencies. In other words, they'll be double counting, they'll have to hold extra levels of capital and that will be expensive. Well, let's bring in Caroline here to put this in the broader context. In many ways, this is just further illustration of the whole process of balkanization, the jargon term that people use for a kind of breakdown of that global drive for rules and a kind of open-minded global approach to regulation generally. Maybe before I come to you, Caroline, we should play a snippet that Andrea Enria gave you when you interviewed him last week at the FT Global Banking Summit, talking about the future of global regulation. Uh, what I think is that uh, we need to press ahead with the financial reforms. We are still implementing the decisions of the G20 leaders of 2009, so we need to complete the package and move ahead. We are, of course, discussing a very difficult package now at the Basel Committee level. But I'm confident we will find an agreement there and I think it is important to have global standards that uh, underpin uh, cross-border banking. Uh, We need this now more than ever. So Caroline, how do you see it? Is Andrea Enria's vision still credible? Can we still proceed on a global basis? 
Well, just to go bigger picture, I think there have been increasing tensions across the Atlantic. If you think about the Google and Amazon and Apple tax dispute versus then the DOJ taking rather a heavy handed approach against Deutsche Bank. There are then these questions as to what the US will be like under a President Trump who has already expressed some cynicism about international fora generally, you know, be it NATO, whatever. So questions over how willing the US is going to be under the new administration to accept rules from Basel or whether it will be taking a bit more of a questioning approach. I mean, to be honest, the US have always taken a bit of an ambivalent approach to what Basel has put out. I mean, if you read Andrea's comments in that kind of context, I think it might be slightly wishful thinking to think that this post-financial crisis global consensus that's built up will continue. I mean, I think, first of all, memories have faded quite quickly, politically speaking, since the financial crisis. So whereas in 2008, 2009, governments around the world were united as to what needed to be done, in various regions around the world, we've got, first of all, different interest rates, we've got different political opinions as to what needs to be done. So I think for that reason, we're seeing the fracturing as well. In terms of what's happening next week, it is true that there might be this showdown between the US and the EU in very crude terms, that is. I mean, it's obviously a bit more complicated than that. And that goes to whether there are going to be caps or output flaws on the extent to which banks can use their own models to determine riskiness. The US afford these output flaws. The Europeans say they would disadvantage their balance sheet disproportionately. And this is, of course, the so-called Basel IV rulebook, which Andrea Ingria was talking about needing substantial change, I think, but only, I guess, saying that pragmatically, because if there isn't substantial change, it's just not going to happen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy the FT's Banking Weekly. You can find this every Tuesday at ft.com slash podcasts. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.